Good morning, everybody, and welcome to our service of prayers for this, the Sunday, the sixth Sunday of Easter. We keep a very short moment of quiet before our service begins, and then there will follow a piece of music being played by Henrietta. Grace, mercy and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. This is the day that the Lord has made. We've come together in the name of Christ to offer our praise and thanksgiving, to hear and receive God's holy word, to pray for the needs of the world and to seek forgiveness of our sins, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit we may give ourselves to the service of God. Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed for us. Let us therefore rejoice by putting away all malice and evil and confess our sins together with a sincere and a true heart. Most merciful God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we confess that we have sinned in thought, word and deed. We have not loved you with our whole heart, we have not loved our neighbours as ourselves. In your mercy, forgive what we have been, help us to amend what we are, and direct what we shall be, that we may do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with you, our God. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We give thanks for the confession of our sins, the forgiveness of our sins, by listening to a short extract from Thomas Tallis's Gloria. The collect for the sixth Sunday of Easter, God our Redeemer, you have delivered us from the power of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of your Son. Grant that as by his death he has recalled us to life, so by his continual presence in us he may raise us to eternal joy. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, 
one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from Genesis, chapter 8, beginning at verse 20. God's promise to Noah. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and took of every clean animal and of every clean bird, and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And when the Lord smelled the pleasing odour, the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground because of humankind. For the inclination of the human heart is evil from youth. Nor will I ever again destroy every living creature, as I have done. As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, shall not cease. God blessed Noah and his sons, and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth. The fear and dread of you shall rest on every animal of the earth, and on every bird of the air, on everything that creeps on the ground, and on all the fish of the sea. Into your hands they are delivered. Every moving thing that lives shall be food for you, and just as I gave you the green plants, I give you everything. Only you shall not eat flesh with its life, that is, its blood. For your own lifeblood I will surely require a reckoning. From every animal I will require it, and from human beings, each one for the blood of another, I will require a reckoning for human life. Whoever sheds the blood of a human, by a human shall that person's blood be shed. For in his own image God made mankind. And you be fruitful and multiply, abound on the earth and multiply in it. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, As for me, I am establishing my covenant with you and your descendants after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the domestic animals, and every animal of the earth with you, as many as came out of the ark. I establish my covenant with you, that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of a flood and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, This is the sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all future generations. I have set my bow in the clouds, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth, and the bow is seen in the clouds, I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the water shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is in the earth. God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant that I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 17, beginning at verse 22. 
Then Paul stood in front of the Areopagus and said, Athenians, I see how extremely religious you are in every way. As I went through the city and looked carefully at the objects of your worship, I found among them an altar with the inscription, To an unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, I proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it, he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in shrines made by human hands, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mortals life and breath and all things. From one ancestor he made all nations to inhabit the whole earth, and he allotted the times of their existence and the boundaries of the places where they would live, so that they would search for God and perhaps grope for him and find him, though indeed he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. And even some of your own poets have said, for we too are his offspring. Since we are God's offspring, we ought not to think that the deity is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and imagination of mortals. While God has overlooked the times of human ignorance, now he commands all people everywhere to repent, because he has fixed a day on which he will have the world judged in righteousness by a man who he has appointed. And of this is given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our gradual hymn this morning is In Heavenly Love Abiding. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. The Gospel is taken from John chapter 14 beginning at verse 15. Jesus said to his disciples, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, because he abides with you, and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned, I am coming to you. In a little while the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me. And those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. This is the Gospel of Christ. May I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The bows appear as concentric arcs, with the common centre on the line connecting the eye of the observer and the light source. Most frequently, only one bow is clearly visible. It appears on the opposite side from the source. 
Its angular radius of the red border is about 42 degrees. Other colours of the spectrum can be seen inside of this border, ending with the violet. Occasionally, another secondary rainbow is observed, above the primary rainbow. Its angular radius is about 54 degrees, and the sequence of colours is reversed. The centre of the bow is angularly as far below the horizon as the source is above. This entry from the 1964 edition of the Encyclopaedia Britannica is less picturesque than the words of Genesis. This is the sign of the covenant that I make between me and every living creature that is with you for all future generations. I have set my bow in the clouds, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the whole earth. People have marvelled at rainbows always, and as an example of the beauty and mystery of God's creation, they do evoke wonder and questioning, awe and admiration. Yet the science I have quoted dates only from 1611. The 1771 Encyclopaedia Britannica, who was still finding all this still quite modern, devoted pages 435 to 431, so something like uh, six pages, and a beautiful set of diagrams to the entry. It is really a miracle that we ever came to understand it so minutely. Another example of God's gifts to us of reason and deduction and creativity. All creation is a way of God revealing himself to us. The perfection that we see around us in nature, in tiny leaves, buds, flowers, fruits, always seeming really to be in the right place, always seeming to look exactly as they ought, are just a wonderful thing and a great uh, nourisher of our faith. But the rainbow is a special sign. I will remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. God said to Noah, this is the sign. It is always thrilling to see a rainbow. And here is an extract from Wordsworth's poem, My Heart Leaps Up. My heart leaps up when I behold a rainbow in the sky. So was it when my life began. So is it now I am a man. So be it when I grow old. Or let me die. The child is father of the man. And I could wish my days to be bound each to each by natural piety. Yes, my heart leaps up when I see a rainbow, and I wonder if the rainbow that we see today, uh, comprehensively explained though it is, I wonder if it strikes deep into a spiritual core that we all know we have, and have had from the beginning, as Wordsworth puts it, so it was when my life began. And so, maybe, when we look up, 
we are the ones who remember. While I was exploring the subject of rainbows, I discovered Dame Laura Knight's picture, which you can uh, see in the Tate Gallery online. It's called Spring. Painted in an Impressionist style, it shows a pastoral scene of a meadow, a fly fisherman, a country lady with a gathering basket, lambs in a little far-off field, and overreaching it all in the sky, a rainbow. The picture is dated 1916 to 1920, and it is so clearly peaceful, and so clearly speaks of promise. I do not know the life story of Laura Knight, but it does seem to me to be a response to the hope springing from perhaps 1918 and the end of the Great War. We have adopted a rainbow to be a sign for the NHS. It may have several meanings, but it is, among other things, a sign of hope and a reminder of God's promises to us. Amen. Let us affirm our faith together in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the church and for the world and let us thank God for his goodness to us. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your church all over the world and in all its forms. We are joined by our prayers, by our praise and by our trust in you. Be alongside leaders of all churches that confess your name. May they be united in proclaiming your word. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for those who, for their livelihoods, work in industries, small businesses, or are self-employed, where recovery from recession is very fragile. 
help our leaders to be supportive and creative of fresh opportunities. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we bring to you the care homes in this country, their staff, their residents and the relatives of those who live there. Turn our attention, Father, to the elderly, to the frail and vulnerable, and be with them all as they live in lockdown. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for all those who are ill, remembering especially David, D, and Mason. We bring before you all those who have recently died, those we know and the thousands we do not. Lord, you know each one of us perfectly. Every soul is counted and loved by you. Give us confidence that they are safe and at peace with you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O Lord, who in your earthly life shared our work and blessed our labour, prosper those who maintain the industries of our country. Help them to take care of their workplaces, making them safe and yet spaces of community. Lord, in your mercy, hear all our prayers. Amen. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. We conclude our service this morning by saying together the grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you.